Hey guys, it's Mike. I'm just asking you to please support my podcast. If you want to do it, you just click the link at the end of my description. Okay, now back to the podcast. A campfire story. All that and more on today's... That's my story. Come on, come on, listen to it. That's my story. It'll only take a minute. That's my story. Story is never like me. That's my story. Welcome to That's My Story. I'm Mike Barnhart, your host. Last week's episode, I talked about telling a campfire story to a bunch of young kids. Well, today I'm going to tell that story. So, here's my story. Many years ago, I used to work at a camp, and every week we'd take some kids who were learning horsemanship, how to ride horses, you know. We'd take them on a ride into the woods, and we'd get them off their horse, and we'd put all the horses in a pen, and we'd have a couple lean tunes there, one for the guys, one for the girls. And we'd have a cookout with foods that you would eat over a fire, hamburgers and hot dogs, s'mores. And as the sun was setting and the fire was going, I'd tell stories, you know, I'd tell like a Bible devotion, and I'd tell them about, like, the woods and where we were at and all these stories. Then, after the sun had set and it was nighttime, I'd tell a ghost story. Now, listen to me as I take you into the woods and begin to tell you the story. Okay, kids, many years ago, in the same very area, there was a man named Zeke. And Zeke was, how do you say, not all there in the mental department. He was kind of crazy. And on a night just like this, Zeke came out in the woods and found a group of campers, kind of like you are, and he hacked them all to pieces. Now, Zeke was wanted by the police, and they had a search party for him, but they never found him. They, they knew that he dismembered all these campers and hacked them to pieces, but 
They were never able to find his body until one night Zeke went after some more campers, but these campers were ready. They heard about the other campers that were killed, and they were ready for Zeke. They brought along, like, well, they brought along some weapons that they could use against them. And when Zeke came for them, they fought back, and they actually ended up pushing Zeke into a fire, burning him, scarring him, and, you know, totally mutilating his body, and Zeke ran off on fire into the woods, and people came, went out looking for him, but they never found his body. But this was many years ago, and you know, nothing has happened since, you know, the late, the late 60s. So I'm, I'm sure that Zeke is no longer around. But I just want to let you know some of the local lore around here. Because people say they still see some, a shadowy figure in the woods who runs away from the fire, but they they only get glimpses of him, and, you know, he never comes around, so as long as we have this fire going, I'm sure we're safe, okay? But anyway, I just want to let you know, there's some of the local lore around here. I'm sure it's just a story, and... You know, it's what I was told at least, okay? So, um, have a good night. We'll see you in the morning, okay? Alright, good night. Now, after I sent them to bed, I would creep off into the forest to where I kept in my bag that I hid behind the lean-tos a mask. This mask was of a man who had been burned in a fire and it had all and it had gray hair on it and I dressed and I redressed in a costume completely black except for this mask. And I'd start to climb on the lean-tos and I'd make a lot of racket. And the girl I rode out in the woods with, who was with the girls in her cabin, she knew what I was doing. So she called. She cried it up. She's like, oh, no. And she asked the boys, have you seen Mike? They're like, no. She's like, Mike, is that you? And I just growled out. She's like, guys, where's Mike? He said, 
And the guys, they didn't know where I was. They were like, well, I don't know. He just said he'd be back in a minute. He was going to do something for the horses to get some hay or something. You know, I told them a story like that. And so they just thought I was going back to grab some hay for the horses to eat. She's like, oh, I hope he already soon. I don't know what's climbing on the lean twos. And now, right now, the boys and the girls would be scared. And then I'd jump down from the lean twos and I'd start growling, waving an axe around. Yes, I also kept an axe in my backpack. And everyone would start screaming and running around. And I'd see the fire and act scared and I'd run back into the woods. And I'd, you know, change my clothes and I came back with some hay and I said, and everyone would be scared. I'd be like, hey guys, what's going on? And they would tell me this. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You actually saw him? They're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, good thing we have a fire, right? And they'd be so scared. And then I'd say, guys, it's just me, okay? Don't don't worry. And I showed them the mask and everything, and they'd be like, oh, we hate you. But, you know, it was good times. It was a lot better when the person who told me about this story used to do it. Apparently, he would grab one of the black horses and late at night he would ride it into the woods with, like, wearing all black and, like, had a... You know, just a flashlight on his face lit from the bottom and he'd scare everyone, you know. That's what he did. I mean, I mean, I tamed it down a little bit. I didn't do the whole ride the horse in the dark thing, terrorizing kids. And because when he left, he never said it was him. He he just said, oh, my, you know. And he had a friend who did it sometimes, so he would be there, too. And, you know, they left it open-ended. And the kids didn't sleep at night. Which is not what you want parents to find, that their kids were terrorized and not sleeping at a campfire during the night. So... <laughs> At least I let them know it was me, and they were able to sleep. But, you know, that's the fun about campfires. You can tell all these stories, but just let people know that they're stories, okay? Don't terrorize people for no reason. Anyway, that's my story. You've been listening.
listening to That's My Story with Mike Barnhart. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank, well, Royalty Dream Music for that nice fire crackling sound and also Stories by the Campfire. Please read and review this podcast on iTunes. Give it five stars. And for you loyal listeners, I'm still having my contest. That's right. Leave me a corny joke, and if I use it on the podcast, I will send you a gift in the mail. It's going to take a large envelope because it's a physical object, not just a piece of paper saying that you listen to this podcast. Really? I'm serious. It has weight to it. I might have to use a flat rate envelope, you know? Speaking of envelopes, stamps.com. Use my offer code C-FFFN-RW6. Click the microphone in the top hand corner and use the offer code. If you have a question or comment, you can drop me a line at that's my story pod at gmail.com or call or text. Six two six eight yeah six two six eight zero three two two nine four. I take both calls and texts to that number. And let you know a secret. You can leave me a corny joke on those too, and maybe I'll choose you for the reward. So you don't have to leave a review because ah. Oh, Nobody knows how to leave reviews anymore. Except for me, I leave reviews for podcasts that I like. I do it all the time. So, oh well. Who knows? Okay. Um, please tell your friends about this podcast. Let's get some more people listening, shall we? Okay. Time for your corny joke. Dracula decided to have a contest to see which of his bats was the best. So he decided that the bat who could drink the most blood in the least time would be the winner. He sends the first bat out, and he comes back in ten minutes, his mouth full of blood. Dracula said, how'd you do that? The bat said, you see that tower? Dracula went, yes. The bat said, Behind the tower, there's a house. I win the house and drink the blood of all the family living there. Draco was was impressed. He's like, very good. He sends the second bat out. The bat came back in five minutes. His face, blood on his face too. Draco said, how'd you do that? The bat said, see that tower? Draco went, yes. He said, Behind the house, behind the tower, there's a hotel. I went to the hotel and drank the blood of all the guests staying there. Dracula was very impressed. He's like, very good. So he sends the third bat out. Bat comes back in one minute covered with blood. Dracula said, how did you do that? The bat said, you see that tower? Dracula went, yes. The bat said, 
I didn't. Okay, that was your joke. Hope you liked it. Okay, that's my story. See you later. Bye.